the SLE Podcast channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at slepodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome to episode 286 of the S&D Podcast Show. Steven and Danny are here. What's up, buddy? Not much. Long time no see. How's it going tonight? Can't really complain. Can't really complain. Since this is probably going to be the the least topic that we talk about when it comes to sports, when it comes to football, let's get this out of the way. We finally got the, the news we've been waiting for. Julio Jones has been traded to the Tennessee Titans, and you said something which I am going to rebuttal in our group chat about okay. it being a steal. I think he's more overrated, and on top of it, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's the answer to to the quarterback he wants. Right. Well, the reason why I thought it was a steal was because looking back at the Odell trade to a couple years ago, and Obviously, with the Antonio Brown trade was, well, he went off the deep end, and obviously, that's what caused his stock to drop, plummet, actually. But with Julio Jones, I think, I was actually really shocked that that's all they had to take was to get a second and a fourth, right? Uh, so I thought I thought it was going to take a little bit more than that. Um, I think with Tannehill, I think with him, he's the perfect... He's not the best quarterback in the league, but he could de- do damage with the right team around him. The old line's pretty decent. Obviously, you got Derrick Henry, who just rushed for 2K. Um, you got A.J. Brown and now Julio Jones. So I I was actually really shocked. And, like, if I'm sh- I, I wonder when it comes official if no one's going to actually say they're in the running for it or anything like that. But I would be interesting to see if, like, Anybody from ESPN or NFL Network or any other uh, big-name people are going to be like, huh, yeah, this team was also offered that and whatever. But I, I, think, I don't think Julio Jones is overrated. Um, I think, yeah, uh, Matt Ryan was really good. He's a very solid pro and everything like that. So it's not really – it doesn't really boil down of like with that. I think Tannehill is going to find to make the ways to make those same plays that – Matt Ryan will will do, but I think Matt Ryan ultimately is better. But the product, the product of the Tennessee Titans right now is pretty solid. Right. I don't know. There's just he just needed new scenery, and then let's let's see what happens with that. I just feel like they have to go out there, and you know, there's got to be somebody out there that they could bring in to be an upgrade from Tannehill. Yeah, you, you would think that. But I, I, I think Tannehill does enough for what Vabral needs them to do for offensive purposes. And now that they have the two guys, obviously Corey Davis had a breakout year last year. But he's a Jet. Obviously, he's no Julio Jones. But he's not there. Davis isn't there. No, that's what I'm saying. He's a Jet. Yeah, um, yeah. But like that, that's a huge upgrade. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't... I don't Tannehill is more in the middle for me. Like, like I, I, I'm gonna give him like props of like how decent he's become over the last couple of years since leaving the Dolphins. Um, so I don't hate him. I, uh, I don't love him. 
don't hate him. I, I think he's more in the middle, but with the weapons around him, he's going to be more in the upper, the, the middle to upper tier of like respectable quarterbacks in the league. And he could, he could run it too. Like that's, that's the great thing with him is he can take it and run. Like if like they stack the box with Henry, like they always do. We've seen him do the bootleg around all, at least a dozen times in big moments and scoring touchdowns a couple times a year with, because of that. So I, I, I like, I like, I like Tannehill as a player. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it just came like, out I'm last not, week. I'm not going to like, obviously he's no Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or those guys, obviously, but right. It, but it right comes out last games. week that Julio publicly said, I want to, I want a quarterback. Right. That's what right. I want. Right. You would think, I guess... Uh, you got to think this had to be the best offer, if this yeah, is the case. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, and that's crazy. But, but it's the NFL and the whole cap situation from last year and everything else. And them, I'm sure that has some role into it as well, even though they won't say that. So, the Titans take on 15.3 this year and the rest of the right. deal, which I'm looking up now. I just saw a Rappaport tweet just now from a couple hours ago. And the Falcons get 7.7 7 in dead money. Right. So that's what they're going to have. Contract. And, and, and the, from the Falcons standpoint, they do have a very, still have a very solid offense. Um, wide receiver wise, Ridley, your boy Ridley is yep. still very good. And he's basically the number one receiver. 1A to Julio's 1B. So, or vice versa, whichever way the given week uh, uh, game plan was towards. But uh, the cage was seems to be okay as well. Who's their running back this year? They don't have a running I, back I'm, this year, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that. But they do uh, but have who, Kyle so, Pitts. So Julio's contract is this year at 15.3. Mm-hmm. Then he has an out at the end of the year, oh. which will knock it down to two million a year for the next three years. Okay. However, if they keep him, it's eleven point five over the next two years. Okay, so it's basically a tryout period on if he likes playing with the Titans and whatnot. Atlanta depth chart. Here we go. Or does this not want to go to their depth chart? Uh, so they have Blake Christensen, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage as their their guys. They have Kyle Pitts. Also, they just drafted. Right. We keep forgetting about. Um, they signed Mike Davis. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and that. Yeah, and then they have they're... like seven other guys: Quadrick yeah, Olsen, James, Tony James, Tony Brook James, Javon Hawkins, Khalid Huntley. That's who they have. I don't know. They're 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 definitely going to be in the rebuild, and it's just an uh, unfortunate circumstance of too bad Matty Ice didn't win that Super Bowl. Who knows where that team is if he if you right and don't blow that game. And they've never been the same since, unfortunately. Right. I mean, there's plenty of wide receivers that are uh, running backs that are out there. They could bring back um, what's his name? Who was there? Gurley's been there. Uh, I, I thought Gurley signed somewhere last week. There are teams that are interested in him. 
is what they keep saying, but nobody's okay. put pen to paper yet. They all okay. see, it all seems like he's the type, he's going to be that running back that waits. Right. He's waiting for camp to be over. They don't have to, he doesn't have to sign. He can just kind of chill out. Yeah, he'll be the halfway through camp that, hey, I need that two week of Give, give me a couple camp. weeks of camp. Yep. Uh, all statuses available. Here we go. So still available. You got Gurley's the best one. Duke Johnson, TJ Yeldon, Deion Lewis is out there. Shady's out there. Peterson's out there. If they really Yikes. want to, Frank Gore's still out there. Slim you know. pickings. Right. I mean, you got some, like, back end of the career guys out there. Morris, Le'Veon. Right. It's, it's very slim pickings right now. It's basically the wash-up committee. Right. It's the, we don't want to sign right now, we're going to sign in August committee. Is basically right. what's left. <laughs> right. So. Or the first injury week one. Right. Or two. Right, right, right. Or the first guy in. Because after week one, is it week one or week two that contracts are not guaranteed? Week one, right? I believe it's week one, which is why we did a bunch of. Uh, right. We signed a bunch of people last year. <laughs> right. No, so I, uh, yeah, up? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just shocked about what they got back for a player like Julio. I'm guessing it's because of age, but also he's Julio's been done enough for, and he's yeah, he's been banged up a bunch, but it's still, he's still Julio Jones, you know. You know, it's funny. I was trying, I was thinking about him and his injuries today, and started thinking about that part of the argument like this guy's always hurt why would you want to give up a first round pick and then i looked and last year he played nine games but before that he played 13 plus games each year and ideally for an every down player 13 to 15 games is that's that's a lot right you know you're lucky if you get a lot of players like that to play 16 games especially now you never you don't get this you don't see a plaxico virus anymore and the thing with him, he's the key plays hurt every week, too. Right. That's the thing. So if he's so, not playing, it means something's really, really bothering him. Right. So. And didn't what did they pick last year? The Falcons. Who's their who was their first round pick? Last year? Um This this year. Oh, this year was Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty twenty draft. Then who'd they do? Then who was last year's? I'm looking that up now. AJ Terrell. They went cornerback last year. Right. Defense, defense, I'm... linebackers. Yeah, they went all. Yeah, defense. they really tried to reboost. Who's their head coach this year? That's There's no one special, right? <laughs> Can't be Smith anymore, right? No, no, no. He Arthur's... hasn't been a coach in Arthur years. Smith. Arthur Smith. Okay. Who the hell is that guy? No idea. <laughs> Hired January 16th, 2001. It's official. Arthur Smith is the head coach. On Friday, team announced they agreed the terms. On Saturday, crossed all the I's and the T's. Um, they're excited. 38. Spent the last decade with Tennessee and has been the offensive coordinator with the with them the past couple of years. Oh, okay. In Tennessee. 
All right. Which, you know. Right. It was pretty simple. Hey, hand the ball to the running back. That's going to run for 2,000 <laughs> yards. Right. And then we'll figure it out from there. And if we have to throw it, we'll figure it out. Right, basically. <laughs> um, but sticking with the city of Atlanta. Okay. They are the... Are they that team this year in the NBA? Um, are they going to surprise everybody? I, I, um, I think with the Knicks series, I don't think it was a surprise. I think we... Us as Nick fans were blind to the fact that our team was quote unquote with the better defense and defense wins uh, playoff series kind of thing. Right. So, um, I think with them is they can easily be that team, especially with uh, especially with the, how the Sixers are, are notorious with in playoffs and with Embiid finally getting hurt again, unfortunately for them. And then they are a very flawed team for a team that's very good. Um, I think if Atlanta hits their shots like they did in the Nick in the Nick series and continues to play the defense that they did against Julius Randle, there's no reason why they can't play either the Bucks or the Nets in the conference finals. Um, Trey Young is awesome, and we and we knew that going in. Um, I, I, I said that in that the one in both uh, solo pods I did the last two weeks to pretty much preview the series and in, in the middle of it and it, and we and I and I said that he's gonna take over at least one or two games because I thought the Knicks are gonna find a way to win in six. Um, so yeah, like I I have complete utter respect for the Falcons, not Falcons, the Hawks. <laughs> um, they could, they could definitely they could definitely make a run. You know who um, Trey reminds me of a lot, and it's funny because his name just recently came up. He got like a D three head coaching position. Gary Payton, not so defensively, but the way he plays, the aggressiveness, the the driving to the bucket can make the big play. Right. Very um, similar to Gary Payton. Yeah. The only problem with Trey Young, and it's really annoying, and he. He's worked it down to a T, and drive to until the, right. the NBA fix, fixes it, that he's going to use it and abuse it until the end of time. And he's able to get those fouls just, just, just maddening if you're on the opposite team. And it's just like, just you're going to have to find a way to give him a space. But then again, he could drill that shot that if you give him an inch of space, no matter where on the court. So... He's that very annoying guy. Um, I know the media and a lot of Nick fans wanted to paint him out as a villain of the Garden. I, I don't think so. I, I, I think it was the Knicks haven't played meaningful playoff basketball in eight years, and he he stuck it to us kind of thing. So, I, I don't hate Trey Young. I, it was just one of those good series like if like next year if we play them again in the playoffs and it's like i think we have to have to play them and a couple more times for us to be like oh i really hate this guy you know what i mean but he's still he, ha- he has that that like i'm gonna become that guy in the nba mentality <laughs> right. but the key is can they build around him can they spend the money to build around him because let's face the facts dominic wilson wilkin wilkson right what was his name 
Wilkins, yeah. Wilkins, right? Dominant for his generation. Atlanta won nothing because they never spent money around him. Right. And I and I think they did a good job this year what you what you're asking for. So it's just it will be asking a lot to if they if if let's just put it this way. If they find a way to to take care of the Sixers, the whole world should be respecting them. But on how good the Nets are, even without Harden, it's like damn. Like they they had a good job defending um Randall. They had a great game plan for whatever reason. Randall couldn't shake it for whatever reason. And and the guys around the Knicks just couldn't their offense just looks stagnant and like you can tell they've most of them have never played in the playoffs before. And it was obvious. Like every game other than game four was in reach, but it, it wasn't in reach. So I mean game game one they were tied right. or down a pocket and the guy did exactly what he needed to do. Went to the right. They literally said they all said on the on the broadcast, Breen and Clyde were both like don't let him go to his right. And boom, what did they what did they do? They tried to prevent him going to his left. Right. And and I the, that one game plan was kind of dumb. I I don't think they should have brought in Frankie for one play. He didn't play the whole entire right. game and then that was questionable and I think Frank should have gotten more playing time in this series. I'm not saying he would have done anything special, but I think it, this how, was the time to see him, how Frank is. Right. And I I think with him being a little bit taller and lankier guy um I would have loved to seen him take care of that and have that challenge. Um, so I, I think I ultimately, I think, I think the Hawks can make a run. Uh, they're not going to come out of the East. I don't think so. But if they find a way to take care of the Sixers, anything's obviously possible, but the Nets are too much of a team with or without James Harden. Right. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's stupid. Um, I'm, I, I've been talking to a few friends that are actually net fans, um, that are actually out of, like, this is the funniest thing about the nets. Like they're so popular outside the like tri-state area. So I'm talking to a couple of them that are outside the area. Um, and it was funny. Like they were like acting like, uh, obviously Harden's a big key to their thing. And I'm like, boohoo, you still have Kevin Durant and, Kyrie Irving yeah it sucks but live with it you know what I mean so um yeah no it'll play also been pretty fun uh today I mean, there was a game game seven the the uh Mavericks lost to the Clippers so that I, was that's I will a, that's say a... this about the playoffs I was rooting for Phoenix <laughs> oh well yeah <laughs> yeah unless you're a Laker fan yeah I mean, from the fact that he started complaining at the beginning of the season of, oh, my God, why are we having such a short offseason? To, right. to, oh, my God, we got to play in this stupid tournament thing to make sure we even get in the playoffs. Like, that's your own fault for taking games off during the year. Imagine if you don't take the games off during the year, then you then you probably win, what, four? Well, to, he, was four... Hurt this, he, was hurt, he was hurt this year, so I'm going to give him a pass on what you're saying about that. But he was definitely hurt this year, so 
Yeah, I, it's it was just one of those years. If I think if AD and LeBron were healthy this year, this the situation would have never arose. But honestly, I saw since 2010. Was that the stat? Then I saw no, LeBron and Curry in the finals. And Kyrie, yeah. No, LeBron so, and Curry. Yeah, that's what I said, Curry. Yep. So, hey man, I'm 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 excited to see. I'm maybe the NBA is not happy about it, but. It's, the it's NBA nice should be happy about it. A different team. It's like it's cool to see a different team. Teams, that, I should say. That's that's why um, the NBA should be super excited about it because it's like, hey, right, you guys are gonna like, get new a new champion for the first time. Like us, like us as fans, we shouldn't care about the ratings. Like who cares? Like if you're fans of the Suns or the fans of the Jazz. Who are, or the first and first two seeds of the Western Conference, you don't give a shit if they, <laughs> this is going to be the quote unquote lowest rating NBA Finals ever. No, who cares? Like you should like, be excited those... beyond, beyond anybody. You should be the excited ones, right? So like, good for them. Like, hopefully, hopefully with that, it's just one of those things of like the most I... intriguing team in the West though right now is definitely going to be. Um, to see where the Clippers go from here. Right. Can the Clippers come out of this? Go in, go, go. Be the lower seed versus the Jazz, and pull some. I mean, go deep. They well, they they could definitely do it. They they, they they have two of the best players in the league, especially they they have arguably one of the best players in the league. If you want to think about. Um, with uh, Kawhi, arguably one of the best players in the league. Um, but you know, again, it's going to be super interesting to see where they go in this series now, where mm-hmm. they're going to have to face the number one seeded Utah Jazz. Right, and and hopefully, Sp- Spider. I I love Spider Mitchell. That's one of the like we should have drafted him over Frank, but. That's a different story for a different day. We can go um, through that. And, we could go through every sport and say we right. should have drafted an X, Y, and Z over X, Y, and Z. Right. It it just <laughs> would have been too perfect. He's basically a better version of like what the story of Obi Toppin would have been. We we could do we could do an, a whole top five on the top five biggest draft day differences we would have made <laughs> for each of us for you, me, and Vin. Um, right. But with the Knicks, it was a it was a good season. Yeah, it wasn't what we ultimately wanted, but I would have loved them to not lose in five. But it is what it is. It's a learning process. Um, and the the Hawks are just a better team. It's just we caught them on those three nights during the regular season that helped us win. Um, the higher seeding, but it was a good season. It was. They were supposed to win 20 or 21 games, according to Vegas. So they won 41. Um, Build on it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting year two with Tibbs. What happens in the offseason? Um, is there that disgruntled player that wants to leave wherever team they want to they play for and go to a market in Lillard. New York? Um, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, he has an option, so that would be great. <laughs> Sorry, I had something dust in well, my nose. Yeah, him and uh, Chris Paul are 
reasonable free agents. Uh, Chris Paul's going to look to get paid. He's having a year yeah, to that's, get paid. See, that's going to be the thing. And then what do they do with Julius Randle? Um, you, you have to. There's no way you can get through this offseason and not, and not max him. Right. And, and see, this is where they have to max him this year and not next year. Because they have, I'm pretty sure it's, I'm, I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's over $100 million more if they wait. So, plus, they have by to, the way, this year is also the Willard is actually a free agent this year. Oh, I thought it was an option. No, I just looked up his contract. He just fin- came off a $31 million season. Oh, okay. I, he I, just I came off his, his, he's own. coming off his max. He signed it. Um, okay. Yeah, that, see, that's a pipeline dream, but that would be awesome. Oh, like, never mind. That... Never mind. He has a new contract that actually starts this year. Yeah, I thought it was an option. All no, right, he's got a new contract that actually is going to start this year. Basically, a four four year, one hundred and seventy six million dollar contract. Oh, all right. Well, so never there's going to be a trade. There has to be. Listen, let's go back to the old Knicks where we uh, <laughs> right <laughs> trade the next see... ten first round picks that weekend for him. Well, we have two this year, so. Um, see, like, that's the weirdest thing about the NBA is it's so opposite from every other sport that, yeah, the Knicks had a great team this year, and it and they have $60 million towards the cap this year. So it's basically, it's basically Randall and all the guys that are on rookie contracts. Right. So... Um, well, don't they have the big TV deal coming also? Or did they hit the TV deal already? Doesn't the NBA? Doesn't the um, NBA have a big TV deal? Didn't they just recently resign? I, 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 I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I'm not sure. The NBA is like the NFL with the money. It's just a cash cow. Um, March 21st, 2021. NBA is next up for a big rights increase and $70 billion is the price. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that that's a little light compared to the hundred billion that the NFL just signed. Oh yeah, well yeah, and that's the crazier thing about the NBA is they have the national uh the the worldly money. That's the crazy thing about it. So the NBA TV deal is good until the twenty runs through the twenty four twenty five season. Okay, and Early they're, thinking they're not... is the league suggests we'll seek seventy five billion dollars in the rights, which is a little bit of an increase of twenty four billion that they have now. And 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 ESPN and TNT are not giving them up, so you can't sign the hockey deal and then give those sports up. Like your entire plan oh, right no. now is to match up the hockey and basketball and gain both of them together. Right. Right. Oh so the Knicks have it's gonna be an interesting off season. It's the first off season obviously in eight years that it's like Coming up, all right. We got something here. <laughs> we went to the playoffs. We got Tibbs. I have a good. Qu- I have a good right? question for you right now, because he is a free agent right. at the end of the year. Would you? Because he's definitely going to look for a max. Because he had a big season. Would you max Tim Hardaway Jr.? No, we learned that lesson the hard way. Was his third time as a Nick? No, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, 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 we, we. He's a good player. He, I, li- I like him. He's very, a great guy. And he had a good like year. That. 
He had another. He had a big year, so people have been he, saying, he, "Do you give him? Does he deserve a max?" So I was think I wanted to, because you know he's gonna look for it. No, and he and he and he deserves it. But honestly, man, like they've gone through this already, um, and I I think we have to go star hunting. I, I if we're if we're not gonna go star hunting, I I I, I we need to have guys like like what we did this year. You, you want the biggest star hunter that to go that they can go after? Kawhi Leonard yeah. has an option at the end after when they get knocked out. Told you, yeah. So I I just um, wouldn't go after Chris Paul because he's thirty six, and if he's gonna want a max contract at, at the age of thirty six, right. that's, that's, that's you're, not you're, worth you're, it. Right, right, right. If well, you call Chris well, Paul and say, "Hey, we want to give you two years at what you were make at well, the forty a year you were making." You know, we'll give well, you eighty, with, but two years with an option after the first. Done. We'll do it right now, but we're not giving right. you a max with, deal. With Chris Paul, we also have Leon as our general manager, who is was his biggest client. So, if anybody he could talk some sense into him and like, and obviously you've made billion, almost billions of dollars your whole career. I've been focal pointing it the whole time. I know it's how time much money to win you a have. championship. You haven't won a championship ever. Hopefully, hopefully the Suns win it this year. But if if they don't, it's like you haven't won a championship. If you come to New York, we're starving for a championship. All you need is one, and you're done. And we will build a team around you. We have Randall. We'll have Barrett. We'll we'll get someone along with you to get that thing going. And we need we the big contend. guy. We got to get the big guy. Right. So, so let's face it, another it, spot that the Knicks got beaten in was down low. Right. And, and you know, you just mentioned the Chris Paul uh, and the, the GM connection, right? Yeah. The Knicks GM connection. Right. So why not have Tibbs call Minnesota? Right with Cat, that would be that would be great. There's too. your big guy. Um, you know, you know, deep down inside, he needs he needs to get out of Minnesota with all the right like, and, and negativity. Cat's from Jer- and Cat's from Jersey, and he and he's been a known New York sports fan. Um, so he has three, any less three years left on his contract. Right. So and so what what I would like to do with the Knicks, hopefully we we go big game hunting with the free agents and and we don't get robbed. I I don't want to if I want the right deals if we're going for big game hunting. And obviously I know basically everybody on the team is is available, obviously. <laughs> obviously the whole team's available depending on who you're you're looking on getting. And like I heard one of the podcasts, I don't I don't I don't remember which podcast specifically but um, it might have been R2C2. It might have been New York, New York. I forget. It was one of the Ringer podcasts. They're all good, obviously. Um, the New York, New York one's the new one, right? J- yeah, JJ. Um, He's been good. I they, haven't even taken a listen yet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's it's basically his, fan, his radio show, and it's with good guests. It's, it's worth a listen. Um, he actually had your boy Carver on at the start of the playoffs. I um, saw him last night, by the way. <laughs> First time in a cool. long time. It was good to see him at Nassau Coliseum catch up. Right, a we'll bit. we'll get to the Anders in a in a bit. Let, let let me finish the Knicks real quick. So, like with the Knicks, like a couple of years ago, before the Nets got Durant and Kyrie, 
they had that one really good playoff, make it to the playoffs this year. They were the eighth or seventh or eighth seed. They lost in five to the Sixers, right? And that was with um, Russell. And Russell had a very good year. And that's they were comparing that to what um, our, uh, not RJ Barrett, uh, that's what uh, Randall did for us this year. So anything could possibly happen. It, it's really going to be interesting to see. It's two paths. Do you go the traditional NBA way or do you stick it out with this team? This team's far from perfect, but they are gritty enough with tips. So I would, I would like to see them go in the middle. You know what I mean? I don't want them to break the bank, but I also want them to find those right pieces for RJ and uh, Randall. Because they're both, they both had very good years. Randall's, I mean, Barrett's only going to be 21 next year. So their, their pieces are there. The future is definitely looking bright with the right coaching and culture of this team, which shouldn't be an issue on on how what we saw this year. So great first year with this regime. Let's let's keep on building it. And we'll see you at the draft for the NBA. Draft and All-Star game. And the Nets are the Nets. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, there's nothing else to say, like, about the Nets. I barely watched the first-round series because it was so boring because they they were going to handle they were gonna handle the Celtics, and they, they gave Tatum one game, and he went off. So good for them it, like this series against the bucks is going to be a fun series um they should they should take care of them i mean other than Giannis, they're better like they're a better team than they've been the last few years but they're nothing like the nets so uh, it's a it's gonna be like a wait and see like let's see what happens if they get to the conference finals well this series and if they get to the conference finals or the finals so that's really what it boils down to with the Nets and how long is Harden out for. And obviously with KD and Kyrie, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. There's like, 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 like that's the problem with the Nets. They're, they're so good that it's, it's boring. You know what I mean? If you're not a fan, obviously, if you're a Nets fan, you're enjoying every second of every minute of every game, obviously. But if you're not a Nets fan, it's, it's really freaking boring, but Hey, more power to them. Like they they did what they needed to do to be in this spot, and they did it. So I don't know. I don't know if you watched any minutes of the Nets playoffs so far. No, I watched part of the Knicks. Um, right. Ran into, of course, Knicks and Islanders. Sim basically right. playing same time a couple times, so ran out of that. Right. Definitely watched, of course, the first game of most of the first game of the Nets. First right. quarter, fourth quarter, you know. Right, the but, usual watching. Right. Um, I kind of, of course, you know. The one thing that, that, that you get the fear of is Julius Randle's mind, right? Right. He had a bad postseason. He put the pressure on himself. I was talking right. to a coworker. He put the pressure on himself, especially after the first two games, even though they won game two. You can still tell he was like saying, "I'm still not my, I'm still not playing the guy right. who got chanted MVP all season." He he averted back to 2019, 2020 pre-COVID. Julius Randle and and everybody, including myself, was like, "This guy sucks. Like, what's what's this guy's deal? Like, we gave this guy a max, like basically a max max contract. 
Like, he shows moments of being good, but, like, he'll just dribble into a zone with four or five guys around him, and he'll just shoot up a prayer or, like, you shoot a brick, and he's just... Like, the offense completely died in the playoff series. Like, if it wasn't for Chris, um, Derek Rose first couple games of the series before he got lit up like like before he blew up ballooned up from being tired of the minutes that the Knicks were playing him it was just like there was just no offense at all so yeah I, I like I, like I, I said it, it, it scares you moving forward if you're gonna now give him his max deal right right and he, and he caught he he definitely cost himself a lot of money this playoff series right but if you're, if the Knicks say, all right, if we're going to keep you here for a long time, we're going to give you the max deal, is this going to be postseason Randall? But if you could give him a max deal, make a big trade for Cat, and then bring in like a Chris Paul point guard, right? then there's no pressure on him. Now you're worrying right. about what is Chris Paul going to do? Who's he passing the ball to? You know he's passing more than he's shooting, but if you're going to leave him open for the shot, guess what? He's going to drop 30 points, 30 plus points against you, even right. on his age. So all around, a lot, of, a lot of question marks of which directions. And, of course, nothing's going to happen for the next couple of weeks because right. you still got the long playoffs. Um, I think they can talk to Portland. I was reading that they – already contacted them a couple times about yeah they're one of the teams that contract contacted them honestly i would guess you're allowed to i'm guessing you're allowed right. to like on paper make trades at this point or yeah you could make it on trades but it wouldn't happen until the official the official season seasons. until the official season's over and the official off season's begun right okay yeah so so that means so again when it comes so like, so, like so why is why is cat not a nickname right but then again, when you, I mentioned I would trade literally anybody, like if I had to trade anybody for any sort of star, uh, obviously Damon Lillard is one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. So listen, I'm get, so, I'm willing to trade players for Lillard. I'm willing to trade draft picks for Cat. Right. Because Cat's younger, you're gonna get him a little bit longer, but Lillard's got Lillard's a difference maker. You're trading players and draft picks for him. Right. You're you're basically selling off your mortgage for him and you're having to do it yeah but he's 100 like, percent shown that he's perfectly oh no no that's, that's that's my that's what i'm saying like the whole new york he'll be the face of new york sports and we were talking about other teams that should be so excited denver <laughs> right 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 denver it was quiet the whole year well not quiet but Jokic is awesome he's going to be in the mvp talks um Unfortunately, they lost Murray um, in the lost Murray, and then, um, they're, they're that solid team. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's like there's teams to like root for, and like yeah, it's not LeBron or Curry in the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010, but it's actually intriguing to see diff different teams actually making runs. So which teams will make it out is really ultimately but i guess it's basically the world versus the nets when it boils it down like that would be the only team like with like intrigue of like oh yeah we've seen these guys well we've seen durant and, and well we saw kyrie in there as well but 
we've seen those guys be in the NBA finals and the, the biggest moments and shine. So yeah, obviously. And like, arguably Irving's one of the, the greatest moment baskets in NBA history from pulling out that epic three, one series comeback against the warriors five years ago. So they're, they're no short of uh, dramatics. That's that's for sure. It, so let let's let's move on. Let's move on to let let's move on to the Islanders. And it must have been obviously the Islander, Nassau Coliseum crowd is the Nassau Coliseum crowd. It, it it's been rocking and like it's 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 showing off the TV. Um, it's been a really fun series. Uh, it's so a far, playoff it's tied up at two. That's what it's, this yeah. Is. This series is going seven. It's it's going seven. But this is it, also. Imagine if I am going to our... tell you this. Also, by the way, I have What's officially up? figured this part out. Behind the Rangers, the Bruins may be the most hated team to me because they're okay. that team. They're that team that's just they're so good all over. Right. Where they, and where how, you're playing their game no matter what, right? And then, like, and the, imagine if Farlamov made that save in overtime in Game Three. Uh, right. So it, people were asking. The funniest thing was people were asking me before Game Four. Oh, should Varlamov start? I was like, what did he give up? The, you go right. stop that puck. What now? Now. <laughs> right. the, Am I going to sit here and say Sorokin wouldn't because Sorokin would have made the save because he's more of a hybrid, so he would have may have stayed up, stood up for that shot the entire time and it probably would have hit him in the shoulder or in the chest? Maybe. Maybe but who knows, right? Varlamov's a, a butterfly guy, so his natural reaction when a shot comes at him is go down, especially on that angle. For all he knows, there's somebody on the other side of the net about to punch it in and he needs to get his leg over there. Right. It, it it was just an unfortunate overtime goal with that. Um, yeah, the Islanders are obviously playing the hot hand with goal goaltending. Obviously, Sorokin, not Sorokin, that's the Rangers. Uh, Sorokin is actually played well. Other than in like game one, I don't really think he played bad. It was just opportune times that that one line. I was talking to one of my friends. That is the best line in the league. They don't call it the perfection line for nothing. Right. Like, everybody's going to have a crazy night with that. Um, it's good to see Barzell, after a rough round one, boy, woken up and being that guy that the Islanders need him to be. So, along with the other lines as well. It's it's just, this is going to be your stereotypical NHL seven-game series. Just every, you're going to get everything. This, you're going to have fights. You're and, of have course, hits. a big shout-out goes to Adam Pellick. Right. The, right. He's so he's so underrated. Adam Pellick, super underrated. Needs to get paid at the end of the season. And, and he, they, it has to be they done. They will be done. Um, oh, no, definitely it will. But it, 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 it's one of those musts. So, um, and then on top of that, Taylor Hall has been nothing this series. He had a couple plays in the first game. And other than that, Letty and Mayfield have shut him down. Because right. naturally... You know, you have Pellick and Pulak against the perfection line, which mm-hmm. another huge shout out is the trade four line 
<laughs> the third, the only third line is Pajot with Zajac and Palmieri, the three guys right. Lewis traded for since since he's here, <laughs> and right. they're the ones shutting him down. I think I saw some ridiculous like Brad Marchand's one of the best all around hockey players in the league. Not Brad, right. yeah, Marchand. No, 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 no. Priest Bergeron. Bergeron. Sorry, Bergeron. All around centerman, defensive offenseman, puts up the goals. Marchand, I hate that guy. That guy. Well, that, really, that, yeah. that guy annoys me. Um, the little rat face guy. Um, very good hockey player, just annoying. He, he's right. like he's, the, he's like a guy. he's like a less of a a less of an annoying, um, Sean Avery. Well, he's better than Sean Avery. Well, <laughs> yes, but he's definitely. Yeah, he's the ultimate. If you're, if he's on your team, you love him. If you're not on, if you're not on the same team, he's a piece of shit. I hate him. Right. Um, you know, pesty guy, all those things. I don't know why this doesn't want to show me Marshawn's contract. <laughs> I'm like trying to find all their contracts because they're already saying like they're letting Rask walk at the end of the year. They're basically going to unprotect Rask, knowing Seattle's going to take him. Oh, wow. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's because you want to keep these guys around for the next couple of years. Why right. not keep the offense around? And they also have Halak. And also, right. um, so Mar- Marchant still has one, two, three, four more years there. Right. With them. Pasternak's got like two and Bergeron's got like two. Oh, I thought Pastas did an extension. All right, cool. So they're there. They're definitely there. They're so, both, they're all, all three of them are there for the next couple of years. And you're not breaking that lineup because at the end of the day, oh. that's basically that line is everything you want in a line. You've got two players who play both sides of the puck, and you have a power forward who's going to throw his body and then get open and has one of the best shots in the league. Right. And then with the whole trade, that made their team even stronger up the middle. Like, all, like, they're they're a perfect team, right? But what are the Islanders doing? What happened in Game Four? He, Scott May he got so pissed off and annoyed with Scott Mayfield that he got into a fight with him. Right. That's right. how much Scott Mayfield. And you can ask anybody who know, who talks to me. I despise Scott Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, you 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 have you never really liked him. <laughs> that um, guy. Oh my God! Every time he's on the ice, it seems every time the other team scores, it seems like some sort of turnover by him or him screening our goalie. And actually, Tuka's contract's up at the end of the year, right? So they may not even re-sign him, which will turn into him being eligible in the expansion draft. Right. It's like a weird th- rule. Yeah. So, so the Kraken are coming in next season. Not even so, worried about them yet. July, 20, no, no, I'm, July seventeenth. No, I, I, I keep on forgetting that they're they're coming. That's why you mentioned the draft like three or four times, and it's like if you're not focused on it, like you forget. Um, yeah, no, this series. So, is July seventeenth is the official date to to that you must announce all of your players. Right. We'll we'll get into that so oh, much. We'll this series is so much fun. It it's been everything. It's been everything that it's advertised to be. It's this is why people like hockey, and like if you don't like this series, you're never gonna like the sport, or you're never gonna understand to like the sport. This and if is, you, and if you want to watch more playoff hockey, 
uh, Vegas and Colorado. The best two teams in the league this year are going at it. Right. Just the crowd alone in Vegas is so great. (laughs) Right. The the crowd in Vegas is going absolutely bananas. And, like, and I think this has also been fun. Like, obviously, I'm not watching the stream while watching the game. Like, I'll, like, like watch it every now and then. But the whole um, Barstool stream with Frankie Borelli and Spin Chicklets have been crazy. I feel so, so bad for Frankie. Oh, man. And I actually have a picture. It's funny. I, I never posted it, but I actually met Frankie at game um, game six right. against uh, against the Penguins. I was I was talking to Ro- Brian's aunt, and I was walking upstairs. I was like, yo, Frankie, what's up? Let me get a picture. So I took a picture of Frankie. That was pretty cool. But he did say on the Spinning Chiplets podcast a couple weeks ago that he's annoyed at Portnoy. Because of the fact that, which, in all fairness, Portnoy is correct. If he was going to help put this together, you know, it is technically Portnoy's money putting this stuff together. Right. If he is going to put this together and build up his brand with this, and he had the Boston fan crew on Long Island for games one and two when the Boston was the home team, it made sense to bring them to Boston for games three and four. Oh, 100%. Now, Dave is obviously not a dumbass. Now the question becomes, because the, the only thing is, is Frankie's by himself up there. At right. least he, you know, at least let his dad go, at least bring his dad with him. I know he's got to be here to work the restaurant, but. Yeah, that, you know. that was the, that was the, that was the issue. Right. But Lee, but Frankie going by himself. You know, it's putting him in nothing but Boston fans. Like, there's nothing but. At least there were a couple <laughs> right. of Boston fans mixed into the Islander fans at Pirelli's. Right. Um, not just the Barstool people. But the interesting thing's going to be is, are like well, game six could, game. game six could potentially be no matter what. You know, if Boston wins this game, game five, game right. six could be the final game ever at Nassau Coliseum. Right. If the Islanders win Game Five, Boston comes into the Coliseum and wins, could also be the last final final game of all time. I, I think it's you gotta let Frankie, Frankie go to the game. <laughs> I, nah, man, not, not knowing Dave, that's not happening. Unfortunately, poor Frankie. But hopefully, there's a next round and Frankie will be at all of them because obviously, um, depending who they're playing with, unless they decide to just do the streams with Spen and Chuglets just because Spen Sp- well, and Chuglets. The brackets are set. It's already oh, officially okay. set. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the Canadian teams that are left, the ca- Canadians. Yeah, the... I saw that today. I was yeah. going to get to that. That The American teams could travel. Well, yeah, that, that's so. huge. That, of course, is huge. Um, But they're going to need, like, so the way it seems like is they're going to need a two-day period. Okay. It seems that so way because be because periods, they're because they're saying before they get on the plane they have to get tested, and then when they right. get there they got to be tested again. Right. So, so they're basically saying two-day quarantine both ways, or just going what, into I, Canada. It, it's uh, it was it was like basically it was more of a. This is how it's going to go. So they never said if it's going to be a two-day or if they could do it like you get the one day off, but you're not allowed to practice or anything that day. Okay. So that's going to be the intriguing right. part. But So that's going to be the interesting thing. You're going to have two-day periods. So, well, you, you may like, get two days. You're, you may you're get playing two every other day. Now you're playing, you're, you have two days off. That's going to fuck with the well, whole team. Well, the way it would be is like, so games one and two would be in 
so let me go back to what my point I was making. So the bracket is set, right? So they're going to reseed after this round that they're in. But okay. based on the re- based on who's left, the So how two, do they reseed? Based on points of the regular season. Okay. So based on that, the the Colorado Avalanche and the the Golden Knights are the two most points in the in the entire NHL that's left. So they're so guaranteed they're the number one seed. Correct. Okay. The Canadian teams both have the least amount of points out of the other six teams. So that so division will automatically play the winner of the Colorado Vegas series. So the winner of the okay, Islander so Bruins series is automatically playing the winner of the Tampa versus uh, Carolina series. So okay. what I'm thinking, based on what I'm thinking and based on what I read on the on the going through the border, right? Let's say we'll just we'll just crown the Golden Knights, right? We'll just say Golden Knights right. win the series, and the Habs are three nothing on the Jets. And I'm not gonna lie, that'd be so great if they end up winning the cup, but. There, there's no way they get past this one of these Western Conference teams unless they absolutely murder each other. Right. <laughs> um, like that would be cool. Like that would be cool. Like I, obviously, I want the Islanders to win, but like let's say the Montreal Canadiens, nobody expecting Montreal them to even like the, that would be like the Yankees playing the Red Sox in the World Series. You, you would literally put um, Carey Price's plaque in the Hall of Fame already. Like it's already going, but it's like you could just right. put it up there already if they ended up right. winning the Cup this year because he is 100%. playing. Heads over like heels. I think they shut them out today. Did they? I think they actually shut oh. them. I think they actually shut the Winnipeg Jets out today. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I was watching it before we came on. Five uh, one, but they're up three nothing. <laughs> they're up three nothing already. Still attention. Um, which is crazy. Um, so let's say Vegas wins. So Vegas will host games one and two, and they would have to travel to Montreal. At that point, when they land, that's day one. Day two will be the next day, and then they'll play. So you, so what it is now is games one, game one, day off, game two, day off for travel, game three, day off, game four, okay. day for travel. So for that, it will be game one, day off, game two, day off, which will be your travel day, mm-hmm. and then another day off. For testing and quarantining for for 24 hours. And then on day three can be practice, game. Then you could do a back-to-back because they had the two days off. Or you could do a day off with another game. And then again, another travel with another two days off. The only time it's going to get into trouble is if they when they get into that games five, six, and seven. That's usually it's only a Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to do back-to-backs just because of how how much taxing a playoff game is more than a regular season game. Yeah, but the key is not that. The key is, you know, lining it up with the other series also. Right. You got to line it up with the other series because the last thing you want is the other series to end and then you still have three more games left in the other one. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. It's, but then again, I could have read it completely differently. The way that's just how I read it. For all I know, it's going to be just like regular. They travel that day is their quarantine day, and they're playing the next night. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm ex- I'm excited. It's it's great to see the Islanders in a tough playoff series with a 
Frost and Bruins. After I'm just like, excited. Last that... year was fun with them being in the bubble. Like it's like obviously the NBA, both teams that made it to the finals didn't advance in the first round. So it's it's cool to see like this is more than a bubble run. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but we knew the Islanders are good enough for this situation. So it's not. I'm not saying that, but it, it's actually cool that they're actually confirming it for us. You know? Right. And also, it just proves that they're here for a long run. Right. They have the arguably top three coach of all time. The third best coach of all time. Behind yeah. Scotty Bowman and Al Arbor. There's, there's no... Uh, the, only, that at the, the only person you can argue, and it, the only argument you would have is Two extra rings would be Joe Quinville. Definitely. What? And it's crazy to think Barry Trotz has only head coached three teams. Yeah. Well, that's that's what goes to show you on how he's there. He's very stable wherever he goes. Right. And then the fact that he was the first head coach for the Predators and lasted so long, that's just a testament to him. Yeah, how many? Look at Vegas. It's been through, I think, three head coaches already since they've been in existence. Yeah. But Vegas was a different situation. They like making it to the Cup run in the first year. It's just like that was that was crazy. Like that that'll never happen again. If there's ever, well, obviously with Seattle, that like if Seattle was to do something crazy like that, it would be like that. No way that happens twice, you know. Right. I mean. Oh no, they've only been through two. I thought I felt like it was more than that. Gerard Gallant, he got fired last year, and then Peter DeBoer. It's crazy to see, but yeah, that's award seasons for award season. Um, right. The Yankees are currently finally winning a game for the first time in a year. Yeah, they're very stale. <laughs> they are very, 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 very stale. Wow. They're up three one right now, bottom of the sixth inning against the Red Sox. Right. It's it's still early in the year, obviously, but they are they're very stale. And like you, the pitching, like the early in the season we were, would have like laughed at us. Like the pitching's carrying this team right now. And just the offense is just lifeless. Just completely lifeless. They're not they're not getting key uh, bats when they're supposed to. It's just disgusting. It's like there's no other way. Most Yankee fans I talk to want Boone gone. This is yeah, but most Yankee worse. fans have wanted Boone gone for a while. This isn't oh, even like this isn't even like a, a while, but this is just that that extra push of like it's done. Um, it may be some, at the. I think it may even be at that point where you're gonna keep Boone just to kill the year. Right. right, and and God knows if like they're at this point that Cashman might even be gone at the end of the year. I doubt it, but there there there's no this could put to, They're lucky that they're in the same division with the Orioles, and the Orioles are offensively better than the Yankees. Um, they scored a lot of runs today. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but yeah, the Orioles I, scored like eighteen runs are. today. Right coolest they are it's just 
what the hell like they could find a way to win like 80 like 90 games still but it's still early obviously we're gonna they're gonna play that song and dance but it's it's really scary it's they've, really scary they've put, that you're almost at the all-star break that's right. the it's, point where if you don't start turning it around around that time right ideally it's it's scary that they're only this, six games out of the division and that's scarier and no, two games out of a wild card right and and the, this division is stupid um with the rays obviously the red sox have come down to earth a little bit but they're killing them this weekend and the blue jays hey they're finding magic so i i'm assuming that would mean the blue jays are might be going to toronto anytime soon then if they're letting it happen with the nhl right they haven't said anything yet. Uh, they haven't said no. I mean, I think they were more concerned about the hockey playoffs than they were the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, but, I, hey, man, the way they're playing in Buffalo, I, I would want to stay in Buffalo for as long as I can. <laughs> um, But Vladdy bouncing back this year, they, they're, they're, they're a fun team as watched as well. So... What did it's, that meme say recently about Vladdy? Um, I don't future, remember. F- all time, two years ago, it was like future all-time great. Last year was overrated. This right. year is greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he lost the weight that he gained last year. He, he got some fame, which is shocking because... He's a thicker guy to begin with, so like the littlest thing I know from experience, you can go on a couple week binge and you're like, what the hell? If they like ever go on a weight, um, but he's batting three thirty eight yeah, like, with eighteen homers and forty seven RBIs yeah, through. Yeah, he's through, he's killing it. I don't even know how many games. He's killing it. Last in two hundred and one so, at bats, he had two hundred and twenty one at bats last year. He batted two sixty two, right. nine home runs and thirty three RBS. Right. So I mean the Yankees are in fourth place for a reason this year. <laughs> this division is so nuts that it's just like, yeah, man, you you you're not gonna beat up on D three teams anymore, you know what I mean? So Toronto went out improved. Boston really didn't do anything this offseason, so they're... I think they're just, just getting Cora back, and they punted last year. I think that's really what it boils down to last year. And so, and then every Baltimore's doing what they expected. Right, but their offense is a little bit better that you're like, all right, we, we're going to suck, but we're having guys... Like, I, 240 I would runs scored. One more losing year, but next year... Get Hopefully me starting we're in the conversation of being better, you know? Right. Find me something that start bringing guys here that are going to make us start being better. <laughs> they're just all unfortunately in the worst division. And yeah, their pitching is atrocious. And then Tampa just, Tampa's a plus 75 differential. Yeah, man. It's, it's Tampa. We joke with them all the time, but they are a very good franchise. Imagine they just had, like, 20 bucks extra. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Devin and I were talking about it last week. We were like, imagine being that GM and having to go to the owner and just being like, for the love of God, just give me, like, another $5 million. 
<laughs> That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> right. Right, man. <laughs> That's it's just it's absurd and getting good for them, good for the players, man. Like now, if people now if they could just get that city to want to build an arena, build a stadium. Yeah, well, yeah. It's literally what it comes down to. Because if they could build a stadium, people are going to start wanting to play there. Right, you got that right. And we've seen it. Look at the Islanders. Nobody wanted to come here. Now everybody, Trotz is here. Lou is in charge. New arena coming up next year. Like, everything's positive about signing with the New York Islanders. Except for, you know, Taylor Hall, who's now getting his ass kicked by the New York Islanders in the postseason, but whatever. Right. That's his own problem. But still, like, Tampa, just build a stadium. That's all you have to do. I guarantee it. All you got to do. Call the Lightning. I've talked to people that are big Lightning fans. And they and big race fans, and they literally said there's a whole area that the Lightning in like by their stadium, the Lightning have publicly said down there, we will give to you for free to build a new stadium. I I believe it. I've <laughs> I've been there. I've been down there. It's... And all they want is like rent. They want like a little bit of money every year out of the concessions, and that's it. Uh. And and honestly, Tampa Bay is in a renaissance down there for sports, man. It's the, all three teams were in the finals on two of the three won. So it it has to get done, man. The the rate it's 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 going to a game there is depressing. Like you've like been to going, the baseball stadium. I know you've been to the football stadium. I don't. Did you ever go to the baseball stadium? Yeah, yeah. Ironically, the same week the Giants went down there, they had a series against the Yankees. So I okay. went. I didn't real. I didn't remember if you went. I know your dad won many years ago and said it was one of the worst experiences he ever went. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. It was the worst. One of the worst baseball games I've ever been to because it was the last week of the year. Yankees and Rays both locked it up, and it was a bullpen game. Both both teams went on a bullpen game. So, and G-Man Troy hit a walk-off in the extras, so that was cool. But it was just like, like, all right, the best way I can put it, just the way the feeling, I know it's the opposite of what it was now because they're in the second round of the playoffs, but the best way I can ex- ex- describe going to a Rays game was going to early 2000 before Yashin and Pekka and all those Islanders teams came. Like the mausoleum, the Coliseum was joking by other teams as the mausoleum. <laughs> and like, as a like for a team that won over ninety something games, like, and they're playing the Yankees, like, there was like really no like juice. There's no upper deck. They tarped up the whole up, upper deck. It was just like this. Like, they're playing the Yankees, man. They like this whole stadium should be completely full, and it's just like. It's not. A, it's like it's. It's sad. You know what I mean? That's the best way I could put it. It's. It's sad, and like, they deserve. They, the Rays and the legit fans deserve better than that, and it doesn't seem like they'll ever get it. And like, and like, it, it's cool. Like it was funny. Like watching WWE, they were there until baseball season started, and they were using the. They were using like the craziest parts as. The baseball field, like one of the matches, like one of the extreme matches, like they're they're fighting on this field. So I'm like, oh, they're in center field right now. So 
uh, whatever match that was, pay-per-view that was, one of the hardcore matches. But, yeah, it was just, it's a renaissance in Tampa, and, like, they got to hop on it while it's it's hot. And as long as Brady and the Bucks are doing their thing, and there's no reason why they can't do it again next year. It's, Bringing back it's, 22 starters. Yeah, that's <laughs> never happened before. Like, I probably since free agency, definitely. So, it 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 it's the the Rays got to get it going. <laughs> that's 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 the one thing they got to find someone to pay. So you jinx the Yankees. It's three three top of the seventh. Of now. course, that's what I do. <laughs> so all right, let's t- let's talk about the Mets. Like they they have to be talked about. We haven't talked about them in a couple of weeks since um. It's just simply amazing of like. No pun intended. There, there's. It's simply amazing on how they're still in first place right now, and what with the team they have. Obviously, pitching has a big thing to do with it. The bullpen, for the most part, has been pretty well, and like half of these guys, because of the most of the teams hurt, you're like, like you forget half of these guys' names. Like they're like, I don't want to say they're relevant, but like it's just guys in a couple weeks when the guys hopefully get better you're gonna complete like you're working on like in a couple years when we do a podcast you remember this guy like well left like kind of thing like patrick mazika like 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 those names you know what i mean like we're gonna laugh about patrick mazika having two walk-off hits in one Fielder's choices stand, but and no hits like you know what i mean so like it, they weren't like, even they weren't even Hits, at bats because they're field of choices both of them right so like it's it's so it's like the Mets run has been really fun lately they they took two out of three against the D-backs which you're supposed to do and unfortunately the loss was a backbreaker but and then they split with the the, the Padres who are our absolute amazing team so for the fact that them just being able to split with them they got the two wins with DeGrom and Stroman on the mound is huge so, um, I, I was talking to a couple of friends, like now with the Grom and I, I know we've been saying it like he's easily my all time favorite Met. It's, it's not even like, like he, he doesn't really have to prove anything. Like he surpassed Piazza and, and David Wright. They're like, he is so awesome. And just watching him every fifth day, like, I know it's a broken record, but it's so true. Like. It's amazing to watch him pitch every fifth day. And it's just crazy on how he shuts down everybody. Or right. if he like has a like an inning like an underground inning, he'll find a way to find a way to get out of it. Saturday and night was just, the perfect example. Right. One hundred percent. So if the guys keep on coming back and they're continuing to play well, why not us making the playoffs? I mean, Why they not? are in first place, and you know what's funny? It was like, and last Frankie's week... starting to hit, and and it's great to see that he's finally hitting, and he's being more productive even in outs. You know what I mean? So that's good to see as well. I, did he get a hit today? Uh, I don't even think he played. I don't think he had the day off today. Fra- I think I think Frankie played today. I definitely saw him. They won. No, I know they won. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention fully to the oh game. Oh, for oh I, for four with two left on and a strikeout. 
Okay, so his hitting streak is over, but hey, he's finally he's finally hitting, you know. So, and like, like it. And this like, week they get like, the Orioles for two days in Baltimore. They have Orioles for the two days, and then after the day off on Thursday, you get the Padres. Right? Yeah, Thursday, you get Monday, they, Thursday off. They don't this have week. a yeah. They don't have a day off until the twenty fourth. So it's gonna be really interesting, and they're. They're going to have their work cut out for them the rest of the month. They have two doubleheaders, with one with the Phillies and one with the Braves. By the and way, Harvey they, Day on like, Thursday. On Wednesday. Oh, it's going to be... All right, cool. So, at least with that, we'll have be able to have Dom play DH or Pete play DH one game. So, that's going to be huge as well. So... And then we play, then we play the Padres and then we play the Cubs. So, it's not going to be easy. It's not this run's not gonna be easy. This is gonna be the next stretch, like without the day off. Is it gonna be like I, I don't wanna say make a break a part of the season, but the Cubs, ultimately, the Cubs are always very, a problem. Right. It ultimately this this stretch can ultimately be a make a break a part of the season. Like if they come out smelling like roses, why not? Like we can find a way like I'll be really realistic if we can find a way to win this division. Or at worst, make it as a wild card. You know what I mean? Because they're playing the tougher teams right now. Plus, they're taking care of what they got to take care of in division. Why not? So, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for the Mets. And hopefully, they're ready for it. And I think their pitching is, other than the one one start a week that we give Joey Lacazy, other than that, it's, they've been everybody's been fine. Peter, well, Peterson hasn't been special either, but but the, he could he can put it on, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it should be fun to see if he can. Yeah, no, it, it's it's going to be a fun summer with the Mets. It's this. Hopefully, we get there. You know, the potential is there. Especially if the, if the Yankees being crappier this year it would be fun for the Mets to make a run I mean now's their time right they're finally getting hot they're getting over that whole cold thing they're gonna eventually get players back right and now this is what we're doing unhealthy right now so God only knows 100% and it's gonna be fun to see when they do get healthy and like even like the Diaz problem. Like, he blew his first save last week. Right. Of the season. Like, people would have been bugging out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But he's been good enough this year, and he's been really steady. And, like, I think what eases our mind is he had, even though it was 60 games, he did show up last year when we needed him. So, I I think 2019 for the most most part is behind the rearview mirror for most fans. Well, most real fans, you know what I mean. Like right. the, that, the everyday Met fan is still gonna hate his guts. And I I think, and I think we're easy to be swindled because of his entrance entrance music and how how that's become a thing as well. Yeah. So, and even Familia's the, had a big year too. 
Yeah, Familiar's been really good as well. The whole bullpen, basically, has been pretty solid for the most part. Like, they've been doing their thing. I think, at least. Yeah, so uh, we got playoff hockey going. We got the Mets being hot. Um, Sit back and wait. Enjoy, Honestly, enjoy the NBA playoffs right now. Uh, yeah, if you're not a Nets fan in the New York area listening to this, or if you're just a, a Knicks fan, don't care, and you don't care about the Nets, just enjoy the NBA playoffs. Like, right, one hundred percent. You, the, especially the Western Conference. You got four teams that are out there right now. That if you told anybody at the beginning of the season it would be the last four teams in the Western Conference standing. You would have maybe said, okay, the Clippers. Well, the Clippers, yeah. But you're not looking at Phoenix. You're not looking at the Jazz, right? Playoff teams, Clippers, yeah. You could Clippers. look at all of them and say they were going to be playoff teams. But there was no way you were looking at any of those teams and thinking, right? They're gonna, they're, those teams are going to make big runs. They're going to knock out the Lakers. They're going to knock out Portland, right? You didn't expect right. that. We, we all expected the LeBron versus Dame show for the second round. Right. So, enjoy the Western Conference of the playoffs. Luckily, the Mets are on the East Coast now again, and you know we can go. Yeah, to it's it's been a rough week, but it, it worked out perfectly last night. I know, obviously, for the hundredth time, you were at the game last night, but it was so clutch. The second the game ended last night, the first pitch of the Met game started, so it was pretty clutch last night. Honestly, I got home. I was so tired from yesterday. It was ninety oh, degrees. Yeah, we I'm were there sure. since twelve o'clock. Check out snapshots.com for the new photos of the Blue and Orange Army tailgate. Um, we do, like Fess and I were talking yesterday, we do have a lot of big things coming during the off season, But right now, we're yeah. just enjoying the run. Right now. We're just oh, enjoying the run. That's all you can do, man. Enjoy it while it lasts. And Doesn't we will definitely be. have him on. We'll do a definitely big thing with him when we get closer, when we're ready, when he's ready to make a lot of the big announcements. He already talked about it with me. He's like, yeah, we're doing your podcast for the announcement. So I was like, you got it. Awesome. We'll make it happen. Um, with that being said, Hardline Sports comes out twice a week now. I know Jay's been working on some stuff. S&D podcast always buzzing. S&D blog. Shout out Danny for doing his own thing now also a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, yeah, I, I really got to give you credit for all the work you've been doing the last eight years. Just, just doing it on my own finally. So good job to you on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we missed you, Vin, this week. You know, we know you're working hard. We got a lot of things going on. Um, right. This guy's gonna be thirty in a couple of weeks. <laughs> what an old fart. <laughs> um. Wow, you're. Does that mean you're gonna be thirty-five? No, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Don't count me out <laughs> one year. I was like, wait a minute. I was blanking on if you were a year or. Two years younger than myself. No, it's a year, thankfully. Okay. Oh, and then before you know it, we'll be partying at J8 for the first Giant game. So Speaking of so, uh, ages and people we know, Chris Russo is close with Brian Rosen and was at the hockey game with us the other night, and he says hi. You played Chris football Roy? with him. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, anything else? No. See you then next week. See you guys soon.